Hello everyone, my name is Sibulele Sibagbanomganga and welcome to another really quick bulletin, conversation, engaging space where we talk about how do we, you know, and I like to use the word authentically engage young people in leadership spaces. I mean, this is important. You find that, you know, the talk, the talk, the talk has always been about, you know, young people in the center, in the front of a conversation. But how do we genuinely pull those young people and their voices from the communities to lead in all of these spaces and today i am joined by dumi from frontline aids is going to talk to us about how she personally maybe in her space is doing it but also how frontline aids are doing it as an organization um and really today is about understanding what it means how do we practically engage ourselves so sometimes as young people we, we shouldn't wait to be engaged we must just engage the ones that are that are needing to be engaged and so we'll chat to Dumi about that hi Dumi how are you hi Sibu um thank you so much for having me on the cast I have been waiting I know it's been a minute <laughs> and I know we are pulling you out of holiday Thank you so much. This once again really shows your commitment to young people and making sure that this conversation goes out there as quickly as possible. So we truly appreciate that. To me, I don't want to waste any time and I really want to just jump into it and say, you know, we've been talking about what it means to engage young people in 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 leadership in various spaces. But what does that really mean in practicality? It means a lot of things. Um and I start with this because I've had the privilege of starting off as a young person in the field. Mm. Um and so I'm constantly aware that, you know, engaging young people isn't always a, a, about, you know, us creating space, but also recognizing that young people are quite capable of creating mm. that space and us then being able to open our eyes to it. So engaging young people means one recognizing you know the diversity that young people come with or identify it as and then finding opportunities to reach them at their best. Um and I say this because often you know we want to kind of define what it is to def- to um get a young person involved. but less do we ever look at the young person and try and get into their contexts um and so it's very important that first um in engaging young people we look at you know what is the language that talking you know what is what is what is the energy that they want to bring to anything that we we we're, we're currently discussing and then finding ways to meet um young people halfway So in the work that we do uh so for example I I work for Frontline Aids as you mentioned and I manage the ready portfolio of programs so I have the privilege um and honor of working with young people um and so one way of doing that for us is looking at the ways in which programs are conceptualized and making sure that from concept stage to evaluation young people's voices young people's age agency as well as the ideas shine through the project so we very much understand the mantra of nothing uh, for us mm-hmm. without us um mm-hmm. you cannot program for young people you program with young people they lead and you just you know provide 
the little things that they need we don't do the the principal work that comes from mm. so to me i think one of the things that i love that you said and that really makes you a powerful leader in the space is that you've been on both ends of the spectrum right you've been on the spectrum on the one end where you've been a young person yourself and so you know what it means you know what the challenges are but oh my word you are now so amazingly privileged to, to be on the other end of the spectrum where you are creating these opportunities and these spaces for young people with the knowledge that you have from your experience in mind and i think really that that for me is what really makes um chatting to you so meaningful because you really know what both ends feel like and now that you're on the other end you are really making sure that young people are 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 really um you know the ones who are leading the process but i mean a lot of the time and i'll keep talking about it because i'm so done with talk 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 right <laughs> so young people want to know where are these spaces where are these spaces do me are these spaces online are they in a book somewhere and also where do we find out about these spaces because i think also these spaces are then open to the same group of young people because it feels mm. like there's a whatsapp group somewhere that others are belong to and others are not there where all of these opportunities are presented you know so so where are those spaces and how can young people utilize those spaces to to engage meaningfully these spaces sibu are everywhere and that's why when i started i spoke about young people being a very diverse group of amazing mm. human beings but also mm. meeting young people where they're at um so you know the young people that are based in the villages and the language mm. and rhetoric is very different from the young ebernites um mm. young people that you know have uh, experiences advocates speak a very different language to a young person who's in academia so i think what's thrilling about this work for me um is really just having to constantly learn how to work with these different young people meet them where they at understand the language and get into those spaces because otherwise you know we one could could possibly you know force the young people to all become homogeneous if we then go to mm-hmm. the they at so mm-hmm. um you know i then recognize that when you when when i'm working with young advocates or activists for example you know they come with a very different way of defining power and the positionality of who they are and mm. i'm very much sensitive to those dynamics you know so it's i remember myself as a young advocate you know how i spoke how i thought you know and a lot of that is is where you then realize that when you're dealing with a young advocate you harness the energy around being able to articulate what they need when you're dealing mm. with a young academic you know you then harness the technical you know prowess that they bring you know the evidence that they bring and then you go and work with young people out in the communities and they have an amazing power of convening so what's really important is to then um in working with young people recognize all these different strengths and 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 help them or rather you know kind of leverage them um so mm. when when for example you have you know um i'd like to give this example of you know a panel mm-hmm. the young people that are amazing at speaking right they're speakers they're able to to convey the messaging 
and then you yeah. have young people that are amazing at bringing things together the techno that you know the technological yeah. ones who are very savvy when it comes to technology and you and you want to then be able to bring them on board and and kind of have a meeting of minds right yeah and then you have other young people who are not always at the forefront but do such amazing work in the background mm. the ones who write absolutely great proposals mm. um, quiet leadership the, mm. the the planners the doers you know mm. of of the movement but yeah. one mistake that a lot of practitioners do is we tend to then focus on the ones who are at the forefront the ones that are yeah. the speakers right yeah. and we forget yeah. the diversity of young people <laughs> and how that all culminates into being able to 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 come up with the, the the most impressive of programs so in the work that i do you know i constantly have to think about that you know if if we're mm. thinking about policy who do we bring to the table but also sibu it's important to recognize that you know the the one thing about young people is the eagerness to learn right so as much as we you know young people come with different strengths there's also just this untapped potential and by then you know creating spaces for learning for exchanges for sharing um i find that that's when you you really harness the power of youth um and what does this really translate to right when you're talking about young people's leadership and engagement for me it's being able to see young people beyond the role when we need funding or as the faces of our programs but it's mm. also recognizing that young people even as peers they have a lot to learn from each other it's not always about you know the top down effect but it's really the mm. peer approaches that you know young people can learn from one another so yeah. it's around creating funding <laughs> opportunities that are flexible enough for young people to be able to engage in things that really pique their interest and their passion. Wow. I mean, okay. Uh you've really said a mouthful there and I, I, one of the things that you you've mentioned and I know it's not part of our initial discussion but really I want to throw it in there because you mentioned it is that what then happens to those who are continuously engaged and suffer burnout i know that because of previous conversations you and i have had mm-hmm. you feel very passionately about this one you know how what advice would you give one to the one who's constantly you know utilized for a lack of a better word engaged in these various spaces because they're the speaker they're the art- they're the ones who can articulate messaging um what advice would you give that one versus the other one what advice would you give the, the, the movers and the doers in the background who we know that the speakers would not shine without what advice would you give those ones as well because obviously to me it could be that people don't know about them not all of them are as enlightened as you are knowing very well that it takes a number of roles to make something happen so h- how do they show up for themselves in the skill that they possess we need to really redefine the development space sibu um okay. i think this is a function of uh power right um yeah young yeah. people are inherently less privileged and and less powerful than the yeah. practitioners they often have to work with right right so in in one space as practitioners or as the adults in the room we need to role model that good behavior 
So yeah. when we're talking about burnout, we need to be able to first to role model decent working time for young people. Because what I often see is that it's like we assume young people have unlimited energy. Energy for days. We, wait, yeah. we want them up at 5 a.m. We expect them to work until midnight. Yeah. You know, but we don't seem to think young people burn out and they do. Yeah. And I've burned out as a young as a young activist. Me too. But what, yeah. but what I realized then was that I just didn't feel powerful enough to say no or to set boundaries so yeah. as practitioners we need to be able to role model the good behavior of you know basically really doing development differently and thinking about yeah. the roles that young people should be occupying and how we need to support them in balancing this personal work life you know conversation yeah. that we often talk about but we don't even act out and so how will then the young person around me for example feel confident to say look i need a break so that's one yeah. part of the conversation right then the other part of the question you asked you know is you know i think just working with young people is really just talent management um yeah. it's being able to give feedback to give positive feedback to give constructive feedback but yeah. also being able to bring you know those that are still in their shells out um yeah but also celebrating everyone. We tend to only celebrate the star, right? Um, yeah. And we forget that the star is is is, is the star because they are because, by yeah. everyone else around them. Yeah. And so I, I feel that even as practitioners, we forget. So we need a panelist. We're thinking of this one young person. This young person needs to fly. We're thinking about the same young person. Or yeah. we need someone who already has a visa. We go to the same yeah. young person. So a lot of the times, you know, some of the young people become the faces of the movement by default. Mm. Um, but we don't then integrate or instill a sense of, you know, paying it forward. And I remember growing up, one of the things that I, I, I really cherished was being able to sit with other young people who would say, oh, wow, how do you do this? And I said, oh, come with me to this meeting, you know, or if we're getting funding, I'd ask, can you fund two additional young people? So even looking at peer mentorship, Cebu, yeah, if we yeah. all were to pick one other young person to mentor, yeah. both yeah. as professionals, but also as young people like yourselves who yeah. are doing amazing work globally, but just also thinking about, you know, mentorship is not an age based thing mentorship is a skills and experience based ex uh, process right yeah so if you yeah. were to say as Sibu, i'm going to just find one young person every six months even spending an hour with one young person has so much potential much impact. Yeah. the mindset and yeah. the and literally that 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 reality so i would say yeah. those are some of the things we need to keep yeah. in mind but also yeah. um from a programming perspective and i keep kind of going back to this issue because this is where i feel i have more control is mm -hmm. us recognizing these dynamics and finding ways to continuously you know remind each other remind ourselves how to work with young people harness the different diversity that they bring but also create opportunities for you know training um coaching you know yeah linking them to other opportunities so that even somebody who started off you know in the background very quietly is able to grow so i'm a big yeah. big supporter of never leaving people where you found them 
Yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I, I completely agree. And, um, you know, for me, I'll tell you, to me, I, I think the responsibility and I think you, you are really speaking passionately from the practitioner's point of view, right? From, um, from the person who now is on the opposite end of the spectrum. But I also feel like young people too have a responsibility, right? They have a responsibility towards themselves and their own development. So it's also about them seeking out a mentor whom they feel that would be relevant in their space right it's also about them okay so a u.s visa might be a thing that i may need to invest in right as a young person so also for them saying okay yes saving up money for it might be an issue and might be a challenge because we know that young people are generally you know not in not in the position to have resources but just being cognizant and aware of having a US visa is one of those things because you can get it for up to 10 years is an asset in this space. Going back to you saying um, we end up using the same young people because they purely just have a visa that's valid and they're ready to travel, you know? Um, and so, so I think those are some of the things that also young people need to find themselves in um, attending webinars, expanding their knowledge in the space. You know, it's also, that is also their responsibility as we, it's a shared responsibility, but I think a lot of the time we also don't talk about, you know, the responsibility of young people. So that, by the way, when you do meet a young person, you are also attracted, for lack of a better word, to their enthusiasm and their and their and their and their desire and hunger to grow and learn in the space. Um, so I think that's what also young people um, sh- should should kind of be, uh, you know, looking towards when they are looking to really develop and and find themselves to be long term players in the space I don't know how you feel about that I agree and you know and and I and I want to take it back you know there's this whole we have a blueprint Steve, whether we want to accept it or not there's a blueprint we all have in our minds when we think about you know young activists and young advocates yeah. right yeah. there's there's a profile you know yeah. they need to be well articulated they yeah. need to speak a certain way they need to look a certain way yeah and so as i i, I sometimes you know i want to be careful with the whole you know conversation about young people's enthusiasm i think a lot of them are mm. we just okay. overlook them because yeah. the enthusiasm that perhaps some of us have the glasses okay. we're wearing don't quite see a Match. different type of enthusiasm yeah. you see what i mean I, so absolutely right yeah so i would say i mean for example i like the example um you know the, the the example you just gave around passport privilege right yeah. um and for some young people depending on the countries where they come from there's absolute passport privilege a lot of them you know i mean I come from Botswana, um, mm-hmm. and we can literally walk into the immigration office and apply for a passport with really no reason why you you want it, just to have it and keep it at home. Right. But we don't. What we often overlook is that in other countries, it's people, not that simple. Yeah, it's really yeah. not that sim- simple. You know, sometimes yeah. you you have to have a li- a valid reason why you want to travel. To travel. You need to have yeah. a letter. Yeah. You need to show that indeed you're yeah. traveling, and only then will you get a passport. There's yeah. issues around cost. You know, in some countries yeah, it's, it's really, really minimal. In other countries, it's very costly. So, mm. so as you program or as you work with young people, you can't you continuously have to learn. It's not just the programming. You know, right now I'm in HIV and SRHR and gender, right? 
But mm-hmm. my work also requires of me to learn the political landscape of where these young people are. Where they're coming from, yeah. Where they're yeah. coming from. We need to yeah. recognize the, yeah. you know, the families where they come from and what that means. You know, when they travel or when we, we're asking them to travel, we need to think about, you know, things that you would you would completely for, forget only to realize that in some countries you're dealing with an 18-year-old who doesn't even have a birth certificate. So what's then important is even when we're thinking about programs and how we fund youth work, you know, when when you're funding youth work, you're just not funding what is written as an indicator on the proposal. You're literally funding a young person's life. People, yeah. Yeah. You're funding not them. You're probably even coming up with initiatives that help the whole family grow. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, so the flexibility even of how we then work with donors or development mm. partners when we're programming for young people is finding development partners that are flexible enough to recognize the needs of young people. Yeah. No, 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 you, you're spot on. You're spot on because really just, I think I think what, what, what gets me with what you're saying is that when you look at a young person, don't just look at them almost look at them in layers you know that they are they are layered they 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 yeah i mean i I can't i can't express that more more than don't just look at a young person and see what you see there's actually so much more there's an entire family there are struggles there's schooling there's there's community there's ambitions and dreams it's then 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 it's the high walls that stop them and the barriers that stop them from being who they really want to be there's so much um so much and you know in africa we say it takes a village to raise a child but for some reason when it comes to programming we forget that village the village does not exist exactly and yeah uh, and and really at the core of youth leadership meaningful youth engagement or youth-centered work is recognizing that one young person represents so much more it's not just the hope they carry for the rest of the family but it's how they themselves potentially can shape the future and so yeah and so really working with young people i say it's such a privilege because i'm constantly being challenged um Mm -hmm. and how i think and as much as i've come through the you know the journey of the ranks i still find that i'm constantly being challenged um yeah when I send a WhatsApp message, you know, to say Alan or somebody at Y plus, for example, like requesting something, I often after that, I'm like, did I use my positionality? Did I use mm. age or was I being a partner? Mm. So even I constantly have to think about my actions, you know, yeah. and as much as something could be urgent for me, is it urgent for them? Was yeah. my lack of planning reason enough to then get to all now, the young people yeah. I work with in a tailspin. You see what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So we constantly have to think yeah. about how we exist in these spaces as practitioners, but most importantly, um holding ourselves accountable because we often feel that we know it all. Therefore me working with young people means that I I am the best there is. No. You yeah. know, we, we, we need to continuously unpack how we also bring ourselves into the space of working with young people and then recognizing whether we are actually assisting 
or abusing the power that yeah. you have. The last question that I have to me is how is Ready Plus supporting this leadership and I mean I, you've spoken a lot about how it's personally challenged you and how every day you're learning something new and really just checking whether how have you responded how have you engaged from a personal perspective but how how has how is Ready supporting this leadership um so if you, I mean, where do we start? Yeah. <laughs> Ready is like my baby. <laughs> yeah. How do we work with young people and support leadership? Um, so one of the things I mentioned earlier was that we don't write proposals or programs for young people. We do it with them. So it's always in recognizing that, you know, the ideas, the conceptualization and how things need to work needs to be led by the young people that are ultimately the first line beneficiaries of the work that we do. Um, it's in also creating spaces for mentorship, you know, so, you know, I, I have a very open door policy with the young people that I work with or I'm privileged right. to work for. Um, so if they need to get hold of me, that's what's going to happen. You know, if it means what's sending me a WhatsApp at 2 a.m. because something is happening, that's exactly the support that they should get from me and they get from me. Um, if it also means uh, for us being able to bring ourselves to where the young people need to be. I, I've touched on this quite extensively uh, already about meeting young people in the spaces that make them happy. Um, yeah. Also, when it comes to how we look at the operational and technical components of work of work with young people is also recognizing that for a lot of youth organizations or youth-led organizations, they simply don't have the systems that we do, right? Um, yeah, yeah. So through READY, we also uh, um, inculcate a very strong sense of organizational development where we either, you know, help small or fledgling organizations to get to the systems that they need in order to attract more beyond just READY. So I, I don't believe that any youth organization that passes through READY should only ever be dependent on frontline aids, but they should be yeah. able to fly in a way that they, sh they should really not need for us to continuously hold their hands. And for me, that is really practical around creating the support, not only on the programming front, but even when it comes to helping the organizations grow. But, and there's a big but here, without mm -hmm. us imposing our systems on them. You know, there's that yes. whole conversation. Do, yeah. do we need to have, you know, very strict protocols or processes for youth organizations? Not always. Um, mm. And so uh, one of the ways in which I, I think Ready, you know, has been able to shine in this way is that even the, the, the funding partners that we have or the donors that support the Ready work uh, are partners that are very open to doing things differently. And as a result, we're then able to transmit the same with the youth that we work with. You know, so mm -hmm. if I'm not expected to, you know, have audits for the programs, it means we then are able to create that environment for the youth organizations to not then be bogged down by operations to an extent that they just simply can't do the work. Can't do the work. Mm. Um, so that's one one other way in which for us meaningful engagement of young people comes through 
And the other way is around making sure that in any space that, you know, I, for example, working for Frontline AIDS is able to get into, there's always a young person or young people we're bringing with. One of the things I always tell the team is that I'm not the face of ready. Mm. I'm just the worker behind ready. So I'm also very much aware of, you know, when you see ready, you hardly see to me. You know, that program Mm. managers who, you know, that person manages the ready programs. I am very intentional in not being the face of ready because we've got amazing young people People. and it's their program. So it's just being aware, you know, of, and and I say this a lot, positionality. My Mm. position is such that, you know, we could easily take over if we're not careful around when we get invited, who are we going with? And who then gets to speak and who gets to support from behind. So ready is, is at ready. That's what we do. You see that our programs are, are owned by the young people. They talk about them. They articulate them way better than any one of us could ever do. And so for me, that's one of the shining lights of working with young people in the ways that we're able to. And then finally, yeah. um, because Frontline AIDS, you know, also is a partnership based um, entity um, yeah. or structure. We we also have youth-led youth servicing or youth-centered organizations that are part of the Frontline AIDS partnership, right? Yeah. And there's a global plan of action um, that is currently in place. And we have an action that just focuses on young people, where our role is to make sure that we support the emerging uh, young advocates, young activists, and you know, support their leadership uh, growth and all of that. So through uh, uh, Action Ten, you know, it is it is also something that is not just a scorecard for ourselves as frontline aides, but we work with other youth-led youth organizations to make sure that we achieve that strategic vision. So as you can see, you know, yeah, for yeah. us, youth leadership is not just you know a talking course. about it. It's really making sure it's inculcated operationally programmatically in the advocacy spaces as well as with the funding partners that that uh, support the work that we do sure uh Dumi thank you so much thank you for your time like I mentioned in the beginning you are like deep in holiday but you've made the time for (laughs) us today thank you so much for making the time and sharing so passionately um what true youth engagement um, is about, youth leadership is about. You've shared with us how you do it personally, but also in the work that you do with Ready. Thank you so, so much. Um, And I really hope that this is a conversation that young people take some time to listen to over and over again if they must. And um, yeah, and and action, and action some, some of the ideas that we've shared, but also to the practitioners and the potential donors that we find ourselves crossing paths with. I'm really hoping that for them, especially that they have time to listen to this conversation because I think you've given some really amazing gems around how to truthfully engage with young people um, and, and, and young people in leadership. So thank you so much. It's been an honor. Thank you so much for having me. Cool. Cheers. Bye-bye.